<laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Me and the Homies podcast. I'm your host, Tayo. Uh, today, I'm actually excited about this episode because w- my guests are just a great juxtaposition of, like, friendship, and that's one of the, like, themes of the po- podcast is just really exploring friendships and just, you know, just talking and staying in touch and just stressing how important that is. And my homie Woods, who is one of my guests today, is probably my most recent close friend, probably like the person I've met in the past five years or so that I'm just really close with. And my other guest here, Darius, is probably the first friend I can remember. Like, bro, like if I look back, I think me and Darius got cool in first grade, which is wild. And so just the the juxtaposition of having you two guys here and then just y'all both being in Atlanta, I figured y'all would vibe and it'd be cool to get y'all to meet each other. So just want to introduce y'all. Thank y'all for coming. Sure, man. Thanks for having me, bro. Yeah, bro. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited about today's episode. Uh, before I forget, let's get straight into the drink of the day. Darius came through with the douce. On deck. <laughs> On deck. What else you got us drinking with the douce? Man, it's a little bit of douce uh, mixed with the lemonade, the ginger ale, you know? The Calypso lemonade. Yeah, oh, yeah man. Yeah. You know, I'm, a, I'm a simply man myself. I was about you know, to say that. But, uh, like, yeah. you know, it is what it is. The Calypso, <laughs> the Calypso, you know what I'm saying? It's straight. You know? All that yeah, it's in there. That's a vet. That's a vet. Now, top five as usual. Top five for date, bro. This shit was hard for me. But the top five was Denzel Washington movies. Mm. But, like, this shit was definitely tough. Like, I was sitting there, like, going through the movies, like, fuck. Uh, I can't. You want me? Would you got it? You want to go first, or I can? Right, you got it. You got right. it. My five, in, in no particular order, I had to go with Malcolm X. That was, like, the gimme. That was the layup. Didn't remember the Titans. <laughs> And I went training day, Antoine Fisher. Bro, and a tough one for me was Preacher's Wife, but mm. bro, he was just so damn smooth. Like, mm, like yeah, yeah, he was yeah, super yeah. smooth. And then he was an angel, like, bro, fighting temptation of Whitney, bro. Mm. Prime Whitney. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bro, that, was, that closed out my top five. What you got, Woods? All right. So, actually, uh, before I get started, I just want to say thanks for having me on. Uh, and... I want to also say that I'm I'm really proud of you, bro, uh, for doing this just because a lot of people um, always have really good intentions on what they want to start, um, and you, you're just doing it. You're just going with it, um, and the whole process was really organized. Appreciate uh, that, bro. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, but my top five, American Gangster. Off the rip. Ooh, yeah, damn. He, he took that one. He took that one from him. He took that one from American up under me, man. That was my number one, go, bro. I can't believe and I forgot then that. You got the soundtrack with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, bro, what are the best soundtracks of hey, all time? We gotta bro. say that, about, bro. Hey, don't mess with Don't mess with Black Panther it's, soundtrack. Hey, it's up there, bro. It's but up, they like, both, they're both really good soundtracks. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and so damn. like that's in my niche yeah. right there. Like Frank Lucas looked up everything about him after that. Inside Man, boom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Training Day, of course. Uh, did you have training day? Mm-hmm. All right, I was going to say. I actually have preacher's wife as well. Mm. And I, I tell you, it's for the same reasons. But growing up, I got four sisters. One of them is the biggest Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston fan. Oh, yeah, so we had, <laughs> we had preacher's wife on your VHS. Uh, it was on repeat. Every, hey, repeat. <laughs> every day after school, we would watch it. So like, I can quote lines from the preacher's wife. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's, um, that's, and, and, and number five, I got to go, he got game. That was that was that was on mine too. Hey, that. Denzel with the fro and that good dad, bad dad, trying to make it right. Dang, bro, he, he was struggling through that yeah. too. So, uh, I guess it's my turn. 
Yeah, man. Uh, so, so I, I'll say the same, man. Blake, I appreciate you for having me, man. It, uh, you know, it really means a lot that you take the time to do this. You know what I'm saying? Uh, one big thing I feel like in our age group, like after college, you know, even even during college, I think that you lose touch with a lot of friends. And some people, Definitely. you know, take that as like, you know, oh, man, I ain't talked to this. Man, he don't never holler at me. You know what I'm saying? Like, he'll never talk to me. So, like, maybe we ain't, you know, as cool as we, we were before, you know. But the fact that we stay in touch for so long, or I'm sorry, we haven't been in touch for so long. Oh, no, 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 definitely, bro. I appreciate it. And like you said, that is difficult. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? We ain't been in touch in so long, man. And, you know, just knowing that just because we don't talk doesn't mean that the love ain't still there, man. You know, for real, bro. Like, I remember, you know, daycare in your crib, bro. That was crazy. You know, like, it's crazy, you know what I'm saying? The fact that we stayed friends, you know, we ain't even finished high school together. We didn't go to the same college, but still stayed in contact, you know. And I'm excited about your wedding, bro. Congratulations right. again. Oh, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Congratulations, on that. Appreciate bro. it. Because I ain't seen you in person since since the, you Trying know. Trying to be like you. Hey, man. Hey. Good <laughs> show. Good show, man. But uh, let's, let's get into it. Okay. Top five, man. Top five. So um, I don't, I'm not going to put any order to it. So I'll say definitely American Gangster. One of my favorite movies yeah. in my absolute favorite soundtrack. I really don't think it's debatable as the best soundtrack <laughs> to ever come out for any movie. But we'll leave that for another podcast. From one artist, though. Bro, from that's Jay-Z, what, bro. That, that, from I mean, one come artist on, is what makes it so tough. Like. It, it, I feel like that's like one of Jay-Z's, like, it, it's in the conversation yeah. for top five Jay-Z albums, bro. Sure. And, and what, it, what it did so well and what good soundtracks do, it mirrored the movie so bro, it well. It did, like, man. It, it, it no skips. It. it captured the essence of the movie. Probably. And it's so good standalone. Like, yeah. it's so good yeah. by itself. Like, by itself, you bro. can, like, you can easily forget it has anything to do with the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Absolutely. it's so, it's so well tied into the movie at the same time. It's telling yeah. that storyline throughout. Yeah, crazy. It's smooth. I love, I love American Bro, Games the Blue song, Magic song. <laughs> like, here's a song called Blue Magic, bro. Like, come on, bro. Bro, yeah. the name <laughs> <laughs> One of the most quotable movies, bro. Too, bro. The movie, like, I feel like after I heard the soundtrack and then watched the movie, like Blue Magic meant more to me. Like I was yeah, like, "Hell yeah, that's that shit." Sure, man. <laughs> I am Franklin. Yeah, for real. Pepsi, that's a name brand. It's you a know name what I'm saying? Brand. Yeah, bro. Like to this day, I use that line, bro. But uh, so American Gangster, Training Day. I mean, I feel like that's not even debatable. Nah. Really. Um, I take y'all for a loop on this one, and this is uh, I got a little bit of, I guess you could say bias on this next one, uh. Flight. Yeah, I knew that's what ah, I was yeah, I And the reason why is, you know what I'm saying, as a, you know what I'm saying, I got my pilot's license, I'm in aviation, you know, so that that hit me in a, in a, in a special spot, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, you know, being African-American in aviation, you know, it's not a lot of us out here. So, right. you know what I'm saying, just the fact that he, he, he played that role and he played it so well. Is that man. based on a true story? It is n- absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> it is absolutely not. But, but, but absolutely. I won't doubt that that probably happened to somebody, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I got other, than, other than flipping a plane upside down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got real. two things on that. First, I wrote down flight and erased it because of the end. And I, I just can't get yeah, over that. Yeah. Him, like, bro, you got to tell one more lie. Yeah. You got to yeah, lie. You got one to, more bro. Time. You got it to. It pissed me off. So he relapses and drinks, right? Mm-hmm. And then he goes in and he's like, fuck y'all. I did that shit, right? Yeah. yeah okay, he's, okay, he, okay. He can't, he's like, just telling all these lies. Can't tell one more. Yeah. Bro. And that bothers of his pride. me. Yeah. And that bothers me so much. Yeah. And that's bad that not telling a lie bothers me. But <laughs> secondly, I want to know can you actually invert a plane like he did uh, to say it, 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 it? It's. 
possible to invert a plane, but the way you did it, I don't think. And it's that big of a plane. Yeah, you can do it, but just not with. I, I think I, if I remember the movie correctly, I think that he was at a very low altitude, and that's just not realistic. He sure. would have lost a lot of well, altitude I, by doing that. So. And he land he landed it inverted right. Yeah, uh, it was upside down. I yeah. think I think yeah, so. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah that's a it wild. Just, yeah, that's just, a wild. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, it was a cool concept, cool movie, but just that yeah. part. You know, what I'm saying not very realistic. That's why I didn't make my list. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> So, for sure, for sure. Okay. So, uh, the next one I had was Inside Man. Yeah. So, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Uh, so, that was number four. And and I said no no particular order, but let me be clear. My number one, absolute number one, no questions asked, Malcolm X. Yeah, bro. Number one movie, bro. It's actually one of my favorite movies of all time. Bro. I went mm. back and read the book because of the right movie. There. <laughs> yeah. My man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that, bro. For real. <laughs> For real, bro. Yeah, man. That's, that's yeah. Bro, there's, and there's only two movies that, like, when I was that young that I would sit through and watch like that. And it's Malcolm X and then, bro, American Dream, that Michael Jackson story. Mm. You what? You that's my to, shit. I'm going to sit there and watch. Bro, today, if, like, when we be at the house on, like, a Saturday and it, like, comes on some, you know, TV one or something. It's not going to come on nothing else. Dang. Oh, my, bro, my fiance be pissed. Because hey, I'm like, well, I, there's the day. I'm not doing shit else. Uh, well, I, I tell you, man, you really, you're probably a pretty good worker because you can just sit and like not do anything for a long time. <laughs> That's my. That's about shit. ten hours. Hey, bro, I'm committed. Hey, let me let me be honest with y'all, man. I got a confession to make. I have never seen that, bro. What? I have bro, never seen. I've is, never seen that Michael Jackson, bro. I've never seen it. That shit is heat. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I mean, it encompasses probably thirty years. Really, yeah, bro, bro. It starts off like. <laughs> You got a solid hour of just Catherine and Joe Jackson, <laughs> and they am just telling you how fucking broke they were. <laughs> and then just like, yeah, these niggas broke, broke. <laughs> then we're going to transition into the Michael. Bro, Michael Jackson was a badass kid. Yeah. And it's going to transition all the way through that Motown. Then it's going to transition to them niggas needing an appointment to see Michael because ah, yeah, I'm yeah, that yeah, nigga. Yeah, he going to yeah, burn yeah. his head. Like, yeah, we going to go through all that yeah, shit, yeah, bro. Yeah. Like, they go through oh, everything. Check it out, man. Hey, oh, it's it's really a give me a newfound appreciation for I'm Mike, tell you, man. It's a full day commitment. Tina Turner biopic, better than that. Fuck no. Drops Mike. Fuck no. Wow. Have you ever seen Tina Turner? No, I haven't. Jeez. <laughs> you ain't fucking with none of these niggas. Bro, I, really, I really ain't, bro. I ain't even seen. What's the latest shit that come out? The latest biopic just came out. Uh, about Bobby Brown? Bobby Brown, yeah. I, 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 I ain't watch that <laughs> that's shit either, so li- No, no, no. That's, that's, that's funny. I, I, I ain't watched no biopic. I, 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 I haven't seen that, so we good. Bro, I don't... <laughs> I just watched it yesterday because I was like, oh, damn, niggas is going to talk about this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't have watched it. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's fun at the time. <laughs> hey, bro, but, hey, bro, but that, that is one of my favorite uh, little videos, though, where he's dancing on stage, bro, and he dropped coke out of his pocket. Bro, I was telling... <laughs> <laughs> When I was watching it, I was telling Raven, I was like, damn, they didn't even show that where he dropped the coke on stage. Bro, and she's like, what? Wait, I've never seen it. Bro, it's like bro. the VMAs or some shit. Like, it's Oh, this real life. Oh, the real bro, life. Huge. He drops coke. What? On the stage, bro. On the stage. 90s what? Had to be the 90s. Yeah, it's oh, got to okay. be the 90s, I thought he bro. like came up. Nah, he's young. It might. Yeah, yeah. Probably mid 90s. And bro, he tried to pick it up so smooth, bro. He, like. <laughs> like. You know, you put your foot on a dollar with Spike. <laughs> bro, <laughs> bro, you know how bad of an addict you have to be that you have to take it on stage with you? Like, right, like Damn. Bro, we and, gonna, he, and he ain't going to leave it in the back, bro. Bro. I got to keep it on me. I got to keep it on me. I, you know, I might have to take a little break in between sets. You know, <laughs> you know turn up real quick. But that, bro, we can really just get straight into that Bobby Brown shit because that shit was like, I can't believe that. Well, I'm not mad at y'all that y'all ain't watch it, but <laughs> that shit is a comedy, bro. Like, 
Them niggas was getting high high. Right. <laughs> <laughs> New edition? No, 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 well, I don't. Well, I think Bobby one of them. I think one of them was though. One of the like Bill Bev DeVoe niggas that was mostly just dancing, but it, you didn't really touch on him. It was really just on Bobby. That nigga was getting high. Him and Whitney. Oh yeah, for sure. Where, and Double they were slick, like they were slick kind because they. Well, I don't know. I was gonna say they were slick kind to Whitney because they really didn't show her getting high that much. But I, I'd be bullshitting, bro. <laughs> a, a quick update: I just saw the Bobby Brown video, and he was pretty smooth. That <laughs> <laughs> was pretty smooth. <laughs> hey, hey, he didn't look too bad, though. But no, 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 no. no. So you, if it's kind of hard to explain it because I don't. I guess it's a lump that he kind of has. Like when you see him talking, like hangs a little bit. Really? It's almost like he has something in his mouth because, like. <laughs> Easily could be that, but it's like if you had like maybe a, a ice cube or something in your mouth and you just like punched it down yeah, yeah, to your gum line, he kind of has that. Mm. And you know, at our age, that's just kind of how we know Bobby. Sure. But if you look at him as a kid, he doesn't have it. And yeah. I've just never thought anything of it, uh, bro. On the movie, they show you how he got that shit. I didn't get it, bro. Bro. <laughs> so I guess they're having like a coke off festival. <laughs> him and Whitney, and she's downstairs. This nigga is cooking crack in the kitchen. I thought he was warming. Oh, no, 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 they don't do crack, bro. They do fucking crack. Wow. <laughs> news to me. Or they did. This news to me. Bro, I saw the interview with Whitney. She was, bro, <laughs> that's also in the movie. And, <laughs> and like, she was confident after the interview. I told her ass. <laughs> I told Di- <laughs> Bobby was like, cheap. Bobby was like, that shit was a bad idea. Like, we, <laughs> that shit, we gonna look crazy. <laughs> and Whitney like, fuck no, Bobby. I said, they've been straight. <laughs> I'm like, nah, bitch. <laughs> it didn't quite get it right. But no, no, no. He's cooking crack in the kitchen. And I'm thinking, like, Bobby Christina was just born. I'm like, oh, this nigga being a good dad. He warming up the bottle. Uh-huh. He's cooking crack. <laughs> these these guys are the Black Kennedys, bro. They got a very troubled family. Bro, yeah. no, no, no. He's seen death from the beginning of the movie to the end. It's just death, 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 death. So it's him. What He's the problem. I mean, it's all around him. I'm not going to... A lot of times it's not his fault. But I will say, like I said, he was cooking the crack and he was heading to <laughs> go re-up the festival. And he just like strokes mid-step and falls like... His body just goes stiff. And so oh, just shit. imagine like falling face forward. And that's what he does on the kitchen floor. And he's, like, unconscious. Like, mm. bro, Whitney comes upstairs high as shit. It's like, Bobby, where you at my shit, man? And is, like, looking for, like, thinks he's playing on the ground. It's like, you always playing. You always playing. Get up, Bobby. Get up. And he, like, won't get up. Yeah. She puts her fingers over his nose. Like, you still breathing? You in here playing. <laughs> and takes the crazy. That's why I'm going to start without you. Oh, and, like, shit. leaves him there and goes downstairs no. and, like, continues to get high. So what I want to know now is where is this story coming from? Because, obviously, Bobby's incapacitated. Whitney's RIP. You know what I mean? So who, who told who is telling the story? So the way it basically seems like on the show is they were blowing through so much money because there were just always people in the house taking care of, like, Bobby Christina and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming one of them found it based on it. But that's one of the stories. So in the movie, like, Obviously, I don't actually know this to be fact, but you can look at it and just tell, like, damn, this looks like it was confirmed by multiple people. This mm. feels real. This feels authentic. Mm. Boy, when they get to his wife that he's married to now, <laughs> that shit there is, like, lifetime. Dang. Like, oh, my, like she just stepped in, got him together, so perfect and nice. She fired his brother, who's uh-huh. been his manager from, like, 19 to his 40s, and, like, on there, you would have thought it was just all peaches and cream. Like, they just make it seem like the sweetest thing ever. So this nigga don't do coke no more? 
Well, he so he goes to prison, I guess, for some extended amount of time. Damn. And apparently that's where he sobers up because he has to go through like yeah. that real sober shit where you mm-hmm. go through withdrawal and he's yeah. sick. And when he and, and that seems to be the separation. That's when he, apparently he gets sober because he's in the jail and Whitney starts using more because she's like oh. so alone and mm-hmm. depressed without him. Who who did didn't didn't Whitney date like Ray J or something? Allegedly, I, I he was so. there when she, she like died. Yeah, that's that's so weird. Yeah, that's yeah, so weird. And you know, wait, Ray J does coke then. I mean, have you heard the Breakfast Club call? No. They like got them popping. No. Oh, bro, was that the one where he was like, uh... "Are we live, Charlemagne?" <laughs> 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 You've never heard that, no. bro. So, <laughs> that's a crazy story. They in like Vegas with the money team. <laughs> I think I don't know if Floyd just want to fight if they're partying, but like. He's like in the middle of the room playing the piano. I'm assuming high on coke. Ray J. Yeah, and Fabulous is like, what the fuck is going on? He's like, tw- it's like Twitter just started. So oh, this yeah, is like '09, yeah. I guess. Oh, I Breakfast I, Club I, is I, brand new, and so Fabulous is like actively tweeting about it. And so I guess he like finds out and confronts Fabulous. Yeah, bro. I remember. I remember that part. The call about Fab. Yeah. And so he says, like, I slept that nigga Fabulous on Twitter, and so. The Breakfast Club is super dry. Like, nobody, they don't have no traction. They're thinking they're about to get canceled. Wow. So, still high, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> Ray J calls Charlemagne on the Breakfast Club. What Was he trying to be on the Breakfast Club? He was just calling Charlemagne. He wanted to, like, air out what had happened. Okay. And so he's just like, are we live, Charlemagne? Are we live? <laughs> and then he's like, that nigga Fabulous was trying me when I went the money team. We got 10 all red Rolls Royces out front. So how I don't you this. ever? I this he's like, don't you ever disrespect me, Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> and Fabulous just gets on like an hour or two later. He's like, yeah, that nigga was crazy. Like, I don't know wow. what's wrong with him. <laughs> he's like, Brandy's brother. <laughs> Bro, that shit was hilarious, but. Yeah, bro. Like apparently he was there. I think when she died. But, hey, bro, we gotta we gotta say, Ridge's lived a hell of a life. Bro, a bro. Hell of a life, bro. From Moesha to to Whitney. Love and hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't he like Kim a boss K? on there? Man, oh, Kim, oh, K. Kim K. Kim K. Damn, he I mean, is like <laughs> in everything, bro. Like just, just in all the just wildest he's shit. He's too much. He's yeah. too much, bro. Man. You remember the video with Lil Kim? He's like nineteen or twenty or some <laughs> shit. Wait, wait, what, bro? Lil Kim, like I guess she was. I guess this was like her new hit, like single or something. Yeah, and she's in a video like grinding on Ray J, but he's young <laughs> as fuck at the time. Like, he like might, how young, bro? Like twenty, I want to say. Like, uh, how old is he now? I don't know. Hey, yeah. hold on, hold on. I gotta tell you something. How old do you think Lil Webby is? Bro, I saw that today. Oh my god, bro, that's bro. insane, bro. Oh my god, insane. it's literally oh it's, it doesn't make so, sense, bro. So I thought that was fake, bro. So for the listeners, Lil Webby is thirty three years old. <laughs> Bro, has lived a hard life. Bro, they say they say they say he dropped Savage Life at nineteen. Bro, why is your life that hard at nineteen? The way you just going off like that, bro. Like, but now I need to know how old is Lil Boosie? He ain't that young. Bro, yeah, Boosie, he don't look that young. Boosie, I mean, he ain't a, a day under forty, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. We ain't call it like it is. We you gotta, gotta, we gotta look. I'm looking it up, like, bro. When you look up Boosie, look up Ray J too, because bro, you gotta think Ray J been kind of good though. Ray J probably like mid late thirties. This was like. 15 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Boosie, Boosie is. Torrance Hatch Jr., 35 years old. Wow. What? But he had cancer. Oh, he did. He yeah. did have cancer. Cancer bro, and prison. Let's, let's, no, no, let's no, keep. He didn't. No, he didn't. Did he, he say that? And then the next day he was like, something else happened? I thought he actually did have cancer. No, I'm okay. pretty but sure he did. Let I, me say I, this. Like, 
let's be honest with ourselves. Before the cancer thing, Boosie still look old as hell, bro. Like, <laughs> keep it 100, bro. Boosie, Boosie look kind of, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Bro, 35 years old. Bro, that's nuts. You got it, man. You gotta look. You gotta drink water, chill, <laughs> and moisturize, bro, like moisturize, chill, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. Just take it easy. Smoke some organic, like blunts. You know what I mean? Ray, Ray J, 37 years old. Bro, Ray and, J is older than Lil Boosie, and Ray J looks like he's like younger. He significantly, significantly, and that that's wild. Yeah, Ray J's about to be 40. He needs to like chill out though. Like, but I guess that's really I, like for us, I guess with the Bobby and this, I guess this is really just a drug awareness thing because clearly cocaine is really a rich person drug. Yeah. Sure. Because Bobby looks great. Yeah. And these niggas been on lean and they look terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but but Webby though, like this nigga, he's been around a long he was ha- time. And he was having seizures. Oh, he was. He was. Yeah. Bro, he told you, don't ask me about no more damn shows. Oh, bro. Get on your ass. Hey, that was one of the best interviews. Have you ever seen this? Which one? Yo, like, who's he, what, he's just like a local station. Like, it's like a regular-ass radio station. It's, it's like Webby? a cornball. Yeah, yeah. It is a cornball, like, dude interviewing him. And he's asking about the seizures, right? He, isn't that what he's asking? Yeah, yeah, that's what he's asking. He's so like missing he, shows from seizures. Yeah, he's, he's like, so you missed a show, Webby? Uh, what, what happened with that? He's like, man, I don't know. He's just deflecting. This happens about four or five times. And then, again, he's like, he's Webby's talking about all this other stuff. He's like, yeah, you know, da, 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 da. He's like, so about those seizures. You know, he just keeps coming back oh, to it. What do, you say, what do you say after that, buddy? He asked about them seizures one more time. I get on your ass, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, this cornball oh, nigga, like, God. you can tell he's just a lame. Like, Yikes. I'm like, why is he even interviewing Lil Webby in the first place? Yeah. He don't know about that savage life. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get some clout. Yeah, bro. Bro, that'd be the worst when you just hear that super corny radio voice singing rap songs. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, dog, this ain't it. <laughs> But what was more fucked up about Bobby? Uh, first, whoa, 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 I can't, I can't skip this. The uh, young lady, I, I should have looked her name up, and I'm mad I didn't. But the young lady played Whitney, the truth. Bro, she did if it thing. was, bruh, she so she looks nothing like her. But, bro, the way she had those mannerisms down, like even I think she actually sings as her on there maybe one time at Bobby's uh, mom's funeral. But even the way she like sings, like of course she's not. Whitney, Whitney, mm-hmm. but like the way her manner, her mannerisms, and like her attitude, you just like shit, bro. And they redo that scene from um, being Bobby Brown, and like it looks just like the show, Damn. like it almost looks like they took a clip of the show and just put it in the movie. Wow, they did, killed it. Did they redo that that video that goes around? Where Whitney's in the white with the white hat, they're in the store, sunglasses, and they start dancing. That's the exact scene. Oh, that's the one. So that's the exact that scene they scene do. That scene is just pure gold. So that scene is funny. It's <laughs> so good that if you've seen it recently on Twitter, you probably saw the clip from the movie and just <laughs> didn't even good. realize. Like they bodied that, and they even like with the cinematography, they even put like a filter on it to where it looks like the Older. show. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. have the watermark and everything. What that scene is what made me want to do coke. Uh, <laughs> that's some good love right there. Yeah. Bro, allegedly, Bobby is sober during that. Is what's crazy. What you, man, nigga, allegedly. Excuse, man, come on, bro. Don't bring that shit onto the show, bro. Talking about he's sober, bro. bro I'm telling you. Have you seen the video? <laughs> Have you ever done that sober? <laughs> nigga, no. Like, bro, cut it out, bro. Bro, what's messed up about all that is, and that's really what I want to talk about more than than the show. What actually like tore their drug infested marriage apart was like. I mean, I'm sure the drugs had a <laughs> had a huge uh, part to play in it, but the show, and so basically on the show, they Bobby was kind of misled into it that 
you know, everybody's doing reality TV because you got to think Rev Run is doing his show mm. and somebody else had a show that they, and that's how they kind of convinced him that, oh, Diddy, that's how they convinced him, you know, reality TV is the way. <laughs> There's this network, Bravo, they're going to help you and you can, you know, revive your image. Mm. Bro, he didn't have no creative control. And Bravo, like, bro, just clearly took television that was just not, like, should have never seen the light of day. And, bro, just exploited the fuck out of them. Mm. And I'm just like, bro, it's it's t- 10 years later, and, like, our doctors and everybody else is still on Bravo acting a damn fool. Meanwhile, we supposed to have networks that, like, mm. you know, are supposed to, like, be where you go. like. Yeah. But instead, we still got Viacom doing the same weak shit with BET, yeah. baby boying us to death. God damn, and then they Revolt. Push. They put that movie somewhere. Bro, Diddy supports Revolt way less than I do. Like, yeah. wow. Diddy. I- Diddy don't fuck with Revolt. I just remember when it first came out, he was pushing hard. And I pushing it so hard. I thought it was right. his shit. Yeah. Wait, it's not? I mean, it's his. Yeah, that's what I'm oh. saying. Yeah. It's, it's his, and he don't really... Bro, oh, like, they, on the Breakfast the Club, they time, blatantly shit on him about that. Like, bro, really? I think the only thing I've ever watched on Revolt was the Rolling Loud concert. Oh, that was on Revolt? Yeah, it was on I Revolt. wouldn't know. You know, so I, I watched think, J. Cole say that shit was fine. You know, shout out to Fabio. So, yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I feel like... Title is kind of inching into that revolt, what revolt wanted to be. I know it wanted to be more TV based, yeah. but there's a lot of like TV uh, stuff on title. Documentaries now. Yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And so I, I think they're kind of starting to take that a little bit from them. But it's just like if you're putting any effort in your programming, you got to deal with Joe Budden. Why is like, I mean, I'm happy that he got his um, podcast deal with uh, Spotify. But if you gave him a contract, why wouldn't that just be something simple you put on there? You. Now it's, you know, under this umbrella, we got it, you do that. Even if it's just the same shit they're putting on YouTube, like, clearly people are watching it. Yeah. And it's just like, bro, we don't have any networks that are really, like, for us. Like, every time you see black people on TV, we getting exploited. Like, BET could easily be having, like, home improvement stuff, like HGTV. Bro, like, Jamel Hill just left ESPN. Bro, why is, like, there's... And her support is so real on Twitter. Bro, there's no way, like, you shouldn't have something for her that isn't, like, soup, like, in a inconsistent time slot with a weak-ass budget mm-hmm. and it's set up to fail. Because, you know what I mean? If they give her something, that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Well, the thing is, uh, I and I, I hear that point, I understand it, but are we supporting these networks when they do try to branch out? Because they, BT has brought on people, like, just most recently, Angela Rye, um, and, and to kind of handle some of this programming and they just don't get any traction. Uh, Mark Lamont Hill, uh, he was on there... Uh, in, like tried to they had a they had a show yeah like political shows um tried to kind of expand a little bit into things that I, weren't just so entertainment I based. think that like people are so turned off by BT that they probably never saw because I never knew I had that. no clue I yeah. had no clue this is my first time hearing anything about this so yeah. that's what I mean so is their brand too engulfed to branch out to something else because then they could basically if they try to expand their tent then they might lose whatever base they have. I think that, like, especially our generation, bro, like, we look at BT and we see 106 and Park. And the fact that 106 and Park ain't there no more and, like, just the, the whole concept of BT is kind of dated, you know. So, I don't know. I, don't, I think that, like, what, we, what, we're, what we're talking about right now is a completely new idea. We got to scratch BT and, and come with a whole fresh new set of ideas. And I think that, like you said, the market's there for it. You know what I'm saying? Jamel Hill, Angela Rye, like, you know, have like something like that. Then, like you said, have a home improvement show on there. Like, 
Everything a, every other network a, has this pop a, a, Some financial education shows on there, man. Like, you know, some stuff that, like, really is beneficial, you know? Yeah, so just basically the way BET is set up is kind of how black people are seen in general, just as inter- entertainment purposes. But it's, and, and it's mon- no longer mon- ran by black people, really. Yeah, yeah, it's just completely monolithic. Like, you guys are for entertainment, whether that be in sports or rapping or whatever yeah. it may be. I really think that, like, anytime I think about BET, y'all seen that Boondocks episode? Which one? Oh, BET. Oh, about BET. Ah, no, I've never so. seen it. Oh, Lord. Um, I got to go find that. Uh, it's, it's, it's bad, man, man. but, like, it, it really, uh, yeah. That's, it hits that's the nail on the head. But the reason why yeah. 106 in Park isn't there is because we stopped watching it. So yeah. it's not because they just uh, arbitrarily decided but to I do thought, this. I thought it was because AJ and Free left. So we yeah, we stopped it. watching it because the product wasn't as good. So it doesn't all fall on the programming. A lot of it falls on our people that we champion. Jay-Z, you can't give me an album full of like all this adult shit and all this black power shit and then don't come to the BET Awards, but then be at the Grammys throwing brunches and inviting a whole everybody and making a moment for the Grammys that don't value you, clearly, 0 for 8. Like, they clearly don't fuck with you. And you've said this the whole album. Why are you sitting there, you know, we are the culture. Like, black people influence everything. Why would you give them the moment? Like, if so Jay-Z and Eminem like, are not Jay-Z, there. Jay-Z probably feels like they're not worthy. And I don't blame him for that, man. Like, But he, I can I can see him feeling like they're not worthy. But you can't be as arrogant. And I'm not mad at him. Well, I mean, I guess arrogance is kind of bad regardless. But you can't be as arrogant as he presents himself and think like, they're not worthy of me. If I'm Jay-Z, the way he carries himself, I make this, a, I give him the one that gives this word credit. Like, if I'm saying this is the best thing going, this is what's important, then that's what it should become. Yeah. And I would just feel like you have that power. Like, that, but the Rock Nation brunch is bigger than the Grammys. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, for black people, and if I think black people who matter, like, like, I sit there and watch the Rock Nation pictures, and I'd be like, damn, why is this person here? Oh, shit, they why, weren't there. So why are white people there in general, or what? Or no, like, just anybody. Like, I'm like, oh, shit, look at them. Oh, shit, Hov and Diddy, what are they up to? Like, I see they, like, are really trying to push he the said, he, said, he said, why are these people there? Oh, okay. oh so, these people, not so, white people, yeah. <laughs> which is also <laughs> weird, because who, who did we notice that was there? To, uh, uh, Bob Kraft. Robert which Kraft. Is Robert Kraft, which so, is so weird. The Patriots owner, for those who don't know. So, I, I'm not 100% sure. I'm not 100% understanding your argument with Jay. He's, just, he's not going to be T or he lost the Grammys. What are you saying? Because so who did he lose to? He lost to Kendrick Lamar. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is you can't make an album and say, you know, black power, this black power, that black empowerment. This is what I'm trying to do as a black man. And you know, we need to stick together. You shouldn't be over there chasing a white man and this blah blah blah. And then you don't come to the BET Awards. Like that's a big deal. Once you and, and Beyonce don't come to the BET Awards, that like automatically knocks it down to a certain tier. You And the importance and the relevance that he gives the Grammys when he throws the Rock Nation brunch, and you have Meek and Nicki mm-hmm. and Wale, I feel Wale really high, mm-hmm. and, and, and maybe Kanye <laughs> and Kim or whoever there, Rick Ross and everybody in hip-hop and R&B is at the brunch and, and, you know, there for the moment because you're throwing that brunch and because you're making the Grammys a moment. If you do that same thing and have that same endorsement for the BET Awards and BET steps up the program, like, BET's audio for awards should not be bad every year. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not all on the artists, but if they're both coming together and saying, look, we have to, you know, take control of this, bro, like, our shit should be, like, you should be okay with having, like, three, four channels. Yeah. What do you mean having three or four channels? Bro, I should be able to go to, like, BET, Revolt, and Citrix and whatever and being straight outside of like news and maybe sports. True. So we need options. We need, yeah. We need, yeah. 
I agree with that. And it's just I like put Roland Martin on, bro. Right. Bro, I, I fuck with Roland Martin. Yeah, I fuck with Roland Martin. Right. He used to Tough. be on CNN, matter of fact. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he he was featured on there, and then you know, so he was on News One. Yeah. Tough. Yeah. But he's actually uh, shout out to Roland Martin, man. He's doing big things. He actually restarted up. Uh, I think it's Unfiltered is the name of his. Uh, <clears throat> I have to look it up, and make sure. But Unfiltered is on uh, Facebook and YouTube. It's gonna be uh, his new daily news show. But yeah, check that. But out. But I think they is that what he's doing with Amorosa. So he's interviewing Amorosa oh, on okay, his yeah, new yeah. show. Let's let's be specific. <laughs> that <laughs> so, is not a joint venture. So I couldn't remember. I was, I was like, that don't make sense. No, nah, I nah, couldn't. Nah, nah, nah. So I couldn't remember in what capacity he was working with her. But I just remember he was like promoing it um, at a couple outlets, and they pe- multiple people were like, "You're talking to Amorosa. Like, what? Why are we doing this?" Yeah. And him just like, I mean, he doing he did a pretty excellent job of just like. Explaining it like I was just like, okay, it makes yeah. sense. I think he's like, you know, trying to do his best job to hold her accountable and ask her real questions because, you know, when she's been featured on major news networks, they're not asking her what people we really care want. about. Yeah, yeah, you know, so yeah, I, I think uh, that storyline might be done though. <laughs> like, I, I yeah. think it might yeah. be a little, it might be dated. So the news cycle is so quick. So I, I don't think anybody. Um, it's gonna really care anymore. <laughs> well, supposedly she got new tapes, man. That's what she's what's supposed name? to. What, what's what's she, name? Y'all see what Jamel Hill said about her? What she say? <laughs> she said, uh, "Amorosa dropping tapes like Cash Money, man." <laughs> <laughs> but like, you have to be flawed as a source, though. If you like, you knew all this stuff. Like, yeah. you didn't just hear this recording and was just like, yeah, "Yeah," you know, or you didn't record this and and hear him say "nigga" and was just okay with it, and then you I lose your. She has that tape. I don't believe that. Oh, I mean, that's I the ultimate she flex. She would, yeah, she yeah, yeah. That's the it. ultimate flex. I, I'm sorry, but I gotta, I gotta, I gotta ask. Where the hell is Michael Smith? Where is my boy, bro? Bro, he can't. He so he's resurfaced. Where you saw Michael boy. Smith from ESPN, right? Yeah, that's my boy. He's resurfaced and he's hosted like um, around the horn and a few others, but he's like a little chubby now. Like, so I don't know what happened. Like, he, he might have had a kid. I mean, I yeah, that's because you know he was sure. on. He had his own shit. The the six. Yeah, you know. and, and well, him and Jamel Hill had it for a while. That he was running it by himself, yeah. and I think they went off the air. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know where he's at, but he that's my it. boy. He's he, he's resurfaced finally. But man, him and Jamel Hill was the ultimate tag team, bro. Yeah, but. and he completely encompasses like what uh, black what a black man could be like, not just you know entertainment and stuff. He, he's a nerd. Yeah, like he's oh, for nerdy sure, as for shit. Sure. Yeah, he is, but bro. he's in. Totally into rap and hip hop. Exactly. Um, and he's he's an intellect. Yeah. Oh, all yeah. about you know the culture, bro. Yeah, yeah, all man, about uh, the culture. Bomani. Bomani, yeah, bro. Bomani. I'm about to say Bomani Jones, bro. His podcast on point two, bro. Bro. So you know that ESPN, they take their shows and they make them podcasts mm-hmm. too. So High Noon like works really well as a podcast yeah. as well. Yeah. I, I was inter- I, I was just thinking I was at work and I was at lunch and I saw High Noon. It's like who's who's who can watch this. Like who's at home watching this right yeah. now? I listen to it's it as a, a terrible time slot. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm like, <laughs> time slot I mean, is I'm like, I'm like twelve o'clock. Maybe that's nine o'clock on the West Coast. So I'm like, maybe they're maybe. watching it. No, that's a good but point. I'm, I'm like, outside of it, I'm like, I, who who has who can especially watch for this? like a senior personality like Bomani? Like yeah. you, yeah, that is weird. And then uh, yeah. what's the what's the Asian guy's name? He's, I have he's no a, clue, but I like him. Though. I have yeah. no clue. Damn, like man. so, I watch, I listen to him on the podcast. So I have no like I don't even know what he looks like. Okay, he's a cool dude. That is crazy. But speaking of sports. Uh, how did y'all feel about the? I mean, I'm pretty sure I know how you felt, but how did you? What were you guys' reaction to the cap and the Nike shit? I'll let you go first. I'll let you answer this one first. Hey man, I'm all about it, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't, I can't wait to cop the caps, man. For real, like crazy part about it. Um, confession time again. 
I have never bought a pair of Jordans in my life. Ever. Not bought one pair of Jordans. Really? Never. Only pair of Jordans I've ever owned. I've owned two pair of Jordans. They're both uh, retro eights. And I won them off my homeboy betting in 2K. Because he didn't <laughs> pay up. Damn, so he's like, yeah, he, he owed me 200 He gave me two pair of Jordans. <laughs> only, only Jordans I've ever owned. But I will absolutely buy the Kaepernick's when they come out. Bro, I support everything that, you know, he's doing. I hate the way that the narrative had been hijacked. You know, oh, yeah. it's turned into a quote-unquote anthem protest when that's not what it is. Um, we And I was talking to somebody about this recently, how it seems like any time that you get an African-American that wants to, you know, protest and start a, di- a you know, a conversation about an issue, especially social issues, uh, talking about uh, injustice against minorities or police brutality, the conversation gets hijacked, like with Black Lives Matter. You know, they came out with what because people are always like, oh, well, what are they actually trying to accomplish? They came out with a list of stuff that they were, you know, the goals that they wanted to accomplish with the Black Lives Matter movement. But instead of addressing those issues, the narrative came out, well, all lives matter, you know, and we never actually talked about the issues. And the same thing is happening now with Kaepernick. You know, he specifically said, you know, the reason why I am protesting is because the lack of accountability with police brutality and, you know, the injustices against African-Americans in this country. And instead of actually talking about that issue, we talk about, well, he's disrespecting the military. You know, he shouldn't do that. He should protest like this. This, And then we, we, we hijack the conversation, hijack the narrative, never talk about it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's sad that any time that, and I always say it, man, like any time that people are pro-accountability when it comes to law enforcement or police officers, all of a sudden you become anti-police, which is not the case. It's crazy. Yeah, man. And like, you know, my pops is a police officer. Right. You know what I'm saying? My dad, he's a, you know what I'm saying, 20 plus year veteran, Nashville Metro Police Department. So I can't be anti-police. Right. But I am absolutely Pro accountability. My dad shoots somebody who's unarmed, lock his ass up. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. It that's is real, what it is. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, it can't real, get any real, real shit. Like, yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? It like, can't be any real. You know, cons- you know, actions have consequences, you know. And that's so. a life. Like, it's not like, it's not like you stole from somebody or you did something that, Absolutely. you know, there could be, a, you know, a lesser form of punishment for, which is still, you know, probably not acceptable, but like, yeah. Taking someone's life should always you absolutely. Should, there's no way you can overlook holding them accountable for. It. There's no way you can just dismiss it and be like, yeah. Especially if it's if it's documented as having foul play. Seriously, man, it, it has to be investigated. It's got to be treated the way that we are treated as citizens. And you know, people can't be above the law. It's just it's not right. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that key word, just honing in on accountability. I think that that's where it's at. Um, but when you start speaking, it reminded me uh, of a book I read called Black Like Me. Mm. Uh, it, it's a book. Uh, it was written in 1961. So a reporter, a uh, white guy, goes undercover in the Deep South, but uh, he gets his skin darkened. This is real life. Wow. Real life story. And in fact, Malcolm X, I read the book not too long after. Malcolm X references it in his book. Mm. He references Black Like Me and the writer. Um, but And he goes undercover in what he discovers as a black man in Louisiana and in Mississippi, uh, he says, you know, whenever um, people speak out, when black people speak out, minorities speak out about uh, 
injustices going on within the country. Uh, and this is 1961 he wrote this. He said they're always seeing, and the narrative always becomes that they're unpatriotic. Mm. And, and that we're, you're yeah. against the country. And so this isn't new yeah. of painting uh, this protest as unpatriotic. Yeah. And when the fact is, there's nothing more patriotic you could do Absolutely. than a peaceful protest. That's true. Um, and, and so that, I thought that that's interesting. Um, secondly, obviously, you know, these are ad hominem attacks. Yeah. Whenever you cannot argue the point, <laughs> argue the person. Talk about yeah. the person. Yeah. And that's what every single time it happens. Mm -hmm. um, these guys are thugs. Yeah. You know, what, but what is he saying? Yeah. What is he saying? You can't, you can't beat your girlfriend in an argument. Say something <laughs> about her. Mm -hmm. Say something about something <laughs> yeah. she did. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. If, if you can't argue that point, flip it and talk about something she did. You know what I mean? So that's, it's, it's easy to see that. Um, and then thirdly, as a marketer, I, I talked to Blake about this, but this brand campaign um, that they're doing, it, one, it's amazing, but anyone that studied Apple, it is exactly what Apple did in yeah. 1997 with the Think Different campaign. Um, and even the copy that they used that that, uh, that Colin Kaepernick was speaking mm -hmm. is, is really close to what Steve Jobs was saying about the people that are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that do it. Um, this is didn't, this is didn't, for the Nips, crazy didn't ones. Nipsey use that in he a did. sample? He did. Yeah, 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 yeah on his exactly. mixtapes, bro. That's one of my favorite mixtapes. So what's what's actually interesting about that, uh, Steve Jobs, is that he uh, that was when he first came back to the company in '97. They are about to go belly up, and he does not do so. Everyone comes to him uh, these ad agencies, and they want to do a product campaign, which is what you would expect. Let's show off the product so we can sell something, make right. some money. He says, no, we're going to talk about our brand and what we do. And that that's so counterintuitive as a marketer because brand is usually a longer-term play, and it takes a long time to do it. But the great ones, Apple, Nike, you never see them really talking about their product. It's right. about that brand. And it's paid off so well. Like it, it, You just naturally, when you see it, assume it's of a certain quality because of that logo and just what it means. And what, what, <laughs> yeah. what Nike means. What, what did Frank Lucas say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a brand. Like, it's a brand so, name. So in, in Apple, you know what I mean? Like it, that computer, it could do the exact same thing as another computer, same yeah. way. But what it means to be, to have a MacBook, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like, I'm cool. I'm tech. I'm yeah. edgy. I mean, I'm even forward the, thinking. Even I'm an iPad, innovator. I'm, a, I'm, a iPad. I'm an innovator. I'm doing things outside the box. I'm yeah. not that. You know, yeah. I'm thinking differently. I'm trying to change the world. Absolutely. You know, that that's how they, that's how that's positioned. Nike, I'm an athlete. Everyone, every everyone who has a body is an athlete. Like, you know, yeah, and sure. that's how Nike kind of positions it. Fierce, competitive, because every day you go to work, you got to compete. Got to. And that's how Nike. So it's like that brand is paid off so well, regardless of you know, look at my soles or whatever you got <laughs> in your shoes. But responding to both of y'all, what's funny is you don't think about it because the way we take in content is normally social media or a link or somebody passing it to you. But when we all saw the link, I assume it was on social media and somebody's like, oh, Nike just did this with Cap or a text message, right? Yeah. So you see it with that introduction. But what's funny and uh, uh, I guess a factor that people don't consider is if you think about the average anti-Kaepernick person, in my yeah. in my mind, the Im, Im, what image do y'all have if you think of that person? White boy, country. What age? Uh, old. Older, Fox News. Yeah. Right. Fox News. Right. Yeah. So that person isn't on Twitter. What happens is they're on the TV and they see a Nike commercial, and instantly they agree. Well, not instantly, but initially they're watching it and it's telling you about all these amazing things you should do and overcome, and it just looks so amazing. 
And then you just see this guy with the afro who you realize is narrating. And I mean, maybe to some of them, the first thing they think is Cap. But I just feel like you don't get to that end of that ad and realize it's Kaepernick. Yeah. And I just want to, I just wish I could sit in living rooms and just watch those reactions. Now, I saw it. So I was at the barbershop today and that came on during the Oklahoma and I can't remember who they're playing. Some college football game was on. But that UCLA. The, UCLA. Russell Westbrook was at the game. Yeah. Oh, Trey, Trey Young. So that came on. And like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, it was the first time that I actually saw the ad on TV, live mm. TV. It was like, dang, man, like, that's right. powerful, man. Yeah, I, well, I tell you um, a couple of things. First, as as of, like, earlier today, Nike sales are up. Online sales are up 33%. It's lit. 33%. 33%. <laughs> uh, secondly, as much as the prognosticators will say that this was a really big risk for Nike, because of what you said, I don't think it's a risk. I think Nike knows good and well who their who, market is. Who, not just who who's the market, but who the hell drives the culture. Oh, who yeah, the yeah, hell yeah, drives yeah, sports yeah. culture? Yeah. Who the hell's got those white boys at basketball camp <laughs> wearing those Nike shoes? Those, with the, with, with the and whose shoes they're wearing? Yeah, whose shoes they're wearing? Yeah. Who's got them wearing that? Yeah. Who are they trying to be like? Yeah, they absolutely. know who drives the culture. Absolutely. And so it's like, I don't think it's that risky. No, not uh, at all. You're, it's that, a calculated move. Yeah, calculated. It's, it's calculated, but I, as much as people want to say, oh, it's real risky, I don't think it was. Yeah. Who is? Who is? Who am I talking to? And then, like, in sports, like, for basketball, for example, you know, the debates are like, I guess, LeBron and Kyrie or KD or even Steph. Either way you go, it's fuck Trump. Like, it's not, yeah. Like, yeah. It's not like one of them is, is just way more, you know, uh, conservative than the other, really. Like, I mean, who who do you even hear speaking out in sports that's conservative? Right. Like, the only person I would think of that I haven't heard is Peyton Manning. That's the only person who comes to mind. Like, yeah. oh, he probably is. He's probably very conservative, I imagine. Yeah. Like, that's what I imagine. I guess. I don't know, I yeah. guess. He ain't never said, like, oh, yeah, I rock with this. Yeah, But true. I imagine. Hey, real quick, man. Shout out to uh, our correction. Rest in peace to the young brother, Otham Shim Jean, uh, you know the young young brother was shot in Dallas by I, I by the uh, police oh. officer who so wait, came to had, the, came to the wrong apartment. He didn't. He j- he's just now passing. No, no, no. I mean, okay, he, he, he passed yeah, he, in the moment of yeah, the incident. Absolutely. Okay, okay. You know I'm saying killed by the police saying. officer, off duty police officer, who came to the wrong apartment. His allegedly. allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. I saw, you, I saw, you, the, I you saw, saw the picture. Yeah. So, so wait, what do you mean? So there's a picture flown on around online that shows him with the police officer okay and you know there's some conspiracy theories that possibly i'm not gonna say conspiracy theories but there are some rumors that possibly you know there was some sort of relationship between the two of them that may have led to this right here and it just wasn't her getting i mean the whole situation is extremely fishy but rest in peace to him. You know, I saying positive I saw thoughts that out on his family. She said she was tired. She said she was tired. Exhausted. I, Come on, bro. Man. I've been on one hour of sleep. And I know. <laughs> I ain't never went to the wrong house, the wrong, bro. Went to the wrong apartment. Then got in, and I'm just like immediately. I'm like, oh, this ain't my. Even if that happened, exactly. Immediately, that's not my apartment. Exactly. And I'm gone. Everybody, you know? everybody's done it. Everybody's coming to the wrong door. Or, you know, what I'm saying you go out to the to the parking lot, and there's a car that looks exactly like yours. Walked up. You, to you it. walk to it, and you're like, oh shit, this ain't my car. Sure. Keep it moving. Yeah. I ain't breaking the window open. Well, also, <laughs> also, also, that's a lot different than your apartment. Absolutely. <laughs> very, very different. Very different. Very different. Your apartment's in the same place every day. Every bro, day. and then, 
and then even if so, like, there's no way you're fit to be, like, a police officer if yeah. if you get that scared or if you are just that careless to where, like, you yeah. lost your house. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like, come on, dog. Like, and then you right. make the drastic move to take somebody's life, to she, shoot she, them. I it, saw the picture, but I saw it. You know how Twitter is. I didn't get to verify, like, it was from a reliable source. Yeah, but that's, like, that's, a real yeah, thing. That's what's yeah, real and, deal, and so I, I just, with knowing that, so, man. It's, so it's, allegedly it's tough, today man. they had put out an arrest warrant for her. And um, they went to serve the warrant uh, for manslaughter, yep. and they yeah, said because that they said that because she was being cooperative, uh, they let her go. And uh, what? Yeah, that you know, what I'm saying until until the I, I'm I have to read more into the details, but I think it's until the date of the trial. She is uh, <laughs> she's she's free. Wow. You know, what I'm saying I mean, it's just not, insane. I mean, clearly she's not dangerous. I mean, wow. she could only yeah. kill kill say, somebody. Say, say the brother's name again. I. I Man, I have to look it up again. I, I, cause I, I want to, I don't want to pronounce it wrong. It yeah, was, uh, I feel you on that. Uh, What's crazy is just having like family overseas. Sure. And I mean, the world has gotten shrunken so much by social media. Did you, you had the name? Oh my bad. The world has gotten shrunken so much uh, by social media that you know people are always like. I have family members in Africa and Europe who are always like seeing stuff online and asking me about it. Yeah. And bro, trying to explain like the stuff that happens is crazy. It is insane. I can imagine. But real so, quick, Botham Shim Jean. And okay. I, I think that that's the correct pronunciation. I could be wrong, but um, I want to say he's Haitian. Uh-huh. I think it, I think his family is Haitian. So rest yeah, in rest, rest in peace to that brother. Yeah. Bro, when you were talking about that uh, controlling the narrative, I remember explaining to my sister who uh, lives in Nigeria, when the Black Lives Matter um, was being pro, black the Black Lives Matter initiative was being protested, and you know they were combating it with you know the phrase "All Lives Matter," she was like, "Oh, so they're like supporting them," and I was like, "Well, that's kind of their response, you know, anti-Black Lives Matter." She was like, "Well, how? Because you know if they're saying all lives matter, that includes the." I was like, "I don't really know. I can't really explain it to you." Like, but nah, they're not supporting. Them. She was just like. And, and like you just sound like an ass, just like trying to explain it, to, bro. I remember trying to explain uh, racism to my cousins when we were kids, wow. and they were like, "So they don't like you?" I was like, "It's not. It's 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 systematic." And they were like, "Well, what system?" And I'm like eight, or like yeah. so. I'm like, "It's systematic," and and they like I ba- I just know how to I barely learned know how to like pronounce that word, yeah. and I'm like, you know, it's systematic, and they're just trying to you know hold us down because we're black, <laughs> and they're like, "So who's holding the white people down?" And I was like. They're they're the power. That's the man, and like and like you just sound so stupid. Yeah. And then you grow up and you realize like you weren't that far off as a yeah, kid. Yeah, like sure. it's just really just it's stupid. The NFL is hot. <laughs>